0: Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to episode four of the Debrief Podcast. I'm Airman Jance, and I'm here with the 97th Air Mobility Wing Command Team, Colonel Baker and Chief Flores. And we have a special guest this week Chief Carrie Thompson from our very own Security Forces Squadron here. Uh, welcome, Chief. Ooh,
1: thanks for the invite, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, team
2: uh, defenders. Yeah, Game on.
3: Defenders, let's go. That's what uh, I hear. Yeah, yeah so let's, let's go. go. This
2: is how it starts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, command team, uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? We're great.
2: We are just talking about before we came on. It's police week.
0: Yes. It's a cool. perfect week
2: yep. to have Chief Thompson with us. Yeah. But we're excited. Yeah, you guys kicked off this morning with a ruck march. How far was it, sir? 6.2 miles, something like that. How
1: 6.2 miles of hurt. Roger yeah. that, sir. Yeah. yeah, you were moving yeah. fast. Yeah
2: a lot of your team was moving fast mm-hmm. too yeah a lot a lot of guys just ran just ran the whole thing but we were out there together uh at the at the opening ceremony and mm-hmm. the kickoff it was really yeah. nice it was a great way it, that's a yeah. great way to start a week absolutely
3: that was uh my first career field in the air force and i think i mentioned it previously my heart will always be as a defender some of the best times and some of the maybe not so good times have happened as a cop but like you said this morning sir they got to the watch uh yeah. they're the first line and a lot of the times the last line of defense as well a
2: lot of times so the only line of defense yeah. so
3: i think we get giddy every time we're on our our, our our defender nation yeah we do and that's telling
2: them you know i really have a special place in my heart too i mean you've lived it i had the privilege of leading defenders with a defender flight and squadron command and it was just really formative i i will always have that profound respect for the defenders and what y'all mm-hmm. are able to do, what you bring to the fight. Mm-hmm. It's
1: awesome. You guys hit me in the heart. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> you guys got hit you. hit me in the heart. Yeah, you got me good. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the hard, tough uh, cop chief. But, like, man, that's, I'm so appreciative. Like, uh, especially for you guys to go – I don't think you guys understand how much it means when you all show up. At, I mean, y'all go out and about, and y'all show up everywhere. And I don't think you guys understand how much it means to those guys to see y'all like that, man. So just for me to you guys, appreciate that. Well, appreciate give,
3: they don't give compliments uh, nah. lightheartedly, no, so that true. True. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't know how yeah. much that means to us to hear yeah, this.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. And, mm. and yeah, we absolutely mean it. And, mm. yeah, defenders, you know, talk about this. Mm. All the time, but the defender community's tight. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not right. there's no freebies mm-hmm. to gain trust mm-hmm. with a defender unit. No. It's no. um no. It, it's it's serious business and no. for good reason, but yeah. they're awesome. I
1: think y'all hit the ground running too. I believe uh man, I can't remember what it was, but it was like change of command, here you guys come, week one, they were out on the midshift. Like I think it was like midnight thirty or something like that. You guys
2: went out there and uh, I think it was the first month. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, made her like, made her like, way out there and got mm-hmm. seen in action. Yeah. Which today they had the berets on. By the way, how awesome hey. was that? Yeah. They look they yeah. look sharp. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they? Oh, they look great. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed walking up a formation of defenders with berets on. Yeah.
1: And not only you so did I I pulled in the parking lot and they were all sitting out there gathered up and I looked at them, I was like, you know what? They've all got a beret. Like yeah. cause everybody's wearing the uh the uh tactical hats now and stuff. So yeah, it was good to see, you know, in that type of formation that those guys had that thing. Like I love it, the blue beret. Yeah. It was
3: definitely inspiring.
1: It was. Yeah. You wear yours all the time. All the time, sir. Like yeah. uh Number one, my head too big for a tactical cap. <laughs> but uh, number two, uh, my wife—they make extra uh, large sizes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, but my wife, she uh, she was a security forces augmentee, and I think that's what sold her on me. She liked the beret, so mm-hmm. like, I could never give it up. Yeah, we call it Defender Sundays when I get to form it and yeah. you know put it on and get it all shaved up. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, we course. talked
3: about that this morning. The yeah. pride in your—you yeah. can have a pizza, pizza beret like a chef boy Chef d one, or yeah. you can
1: have a security forces.
3: Yeah. Uh, minted yeah. cap i mean beret. so
1: uh, yeah. definitely got one of the best ones here mm-hmm. there's a lot of heritage mm-hmm. in that it is like the i mean back in uh i originally came in in 95 but uh in 97 the uh career merged and uh as you see the beret right now it's got a a defensive fortress flash on it as mm-hmm. defenders of the force that they say um but uh yeah, it's uh you know it was meant to distinguish us prior to that it was uh the air police security mm-hmm. not security police but air police and they had a white helmet to distinguish those guys from everybody yeah. else so it's it's meant to distinguish you from the crowds you know i yeah. know it's something to be said when you put a kid on you can see the guns and you can tell but yeah. like in a crowd when everybody's going crazy they can really identify yeah. what that beret is and what you can do for them so.
2: yeah I, I i like it it looks cool <clears throat> and uh yeah, it's mm-hmm. clear. I mean, you see him. All looks like a defender. Right. So it a, it's a great morning. It's a great way to start right. the week. Right. Was your week
3: good, Irma Jans?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it was great weekend. Great weather. Holy cow! I can't. I can't complain about you know only only the wind, only the wind. But other than that, gorgeous weather. Playing hockey um, is and playoff hockey right now. That's going on. Shout out my hockey fans. Appreciate you. Uh, we're we're few in Oklahoma. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah uh, it was great no complaints and then today easy day top it off with a podcast you, know? you thought
3: 106 degree temperatures was a great weather yeah it's fine by me it's sunny interesting
0: better better than there, uh, better than below freezing and a you know negative 20 windchill
3: that's fair I'll take that's fair that. yeah
0: yeah but uh, hey chief thompson you mentioned you joined in 95, correct? Yes, sir. I I want to kind of get a little bit of your background on why you joined.
1: Oh, wow. Man, um, so yeah, originally 95, I'm originally from Washita uh, County, Arkansas. And uh, just like a lot of people that have their own stories about, you know, opportunities and all that, truth be told, I was chasing a girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, she... Uh, she had this girl I was. She was telling me about. She originally like uh, was about to go into the air force, and I was like, "What is this air force thing?" And so she really hit me to it. And uh, you know, I've got an identical twin brother too, so I started talking to him about it. And he was like, "Oh yeah, man, I want to fly." I was like, "Okay, that's cool, but like, hey, let's 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 hit it off." But uh, yeah, I was uh, you know, just peers in high school talking about it, and then speaking with my brother, who's a big uh, big
2: influence in my life. Uh, yeah, it was like,
1: let's let's go for it, you know.
2: Well, y'all, we we had to, we got to meet his brother um, last month, right. For mm-hmm. some professional development and mm-hmm. some uh, interaction that y'all were having with the defenders, some leadership perspective stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I got the sense that y'all are really tight. Oh man, yeah, we are. Like, uh,
1: man, I mean, identical twins. Like, we shared the same room until we're seventeen years old, and um, man, I, I get to thinking about it, and it's like uh, about uh, maybe four or five years ago, I had an opportunity to purchase some land out about where he lives to like, actually like go back and live with him. So man, it's just so exciting to think that I'll be able to, you know, <laughs> live with him again, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but like we're uh, peas in a pod. I mean, when he came down, he actually stayed in my trailer. Where I was like, Hey man, we can go get a lodging room. But uh, right now I'm living in a, uh, in fam camp as I transition for PCS. And- I have a twenty-six foot travel trailer, and uh, he yeah. was like, oh, "I'm gonna stay in the trailer." I was like, "Man, it's no problem, be- y'all, y'all did it for yeah. seventeen years." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah man. I was like, "Oh man," but uh, yeah, we're yes, sir, we are, um, yeah, we are, <laughs> we are like locked in with each other.
2: Did y'all grow up in a small town mm-hmm. in Arkansas, yeah, Washita
1: County. It was an unincorporated town, like so. Yeah. Um, the 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 city we're actually from in that county is called Camden, and it's about uh maybe nine thousand people or so, nine to twelve thousand people, depending on who's taking count. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we uh, yeah, we grew up same town the whole time, never moved, you know, stayed in the same house from, shh, man, I don't know, since we was like maybe 10 years old, you know, so even when we go back, you know, we're in the same house, you know, so. Family yeah. still there. Yeah, mom, dad still in the house, got a sister, she lives in the same town. All my uncles and aunties, are all down there, so, yeah, uh, I don't. They like, listen to podcasts? Uh, yeah, they're, they're going hey, to they yeah, listen to won't. Yeah, they're going to get this one, believe it. <laughs> yeah, It's going to probably be, <laughs> Like, the funny thing about it is that, like, you know, because two identical twins from a small community like that to go do the Air Force, the funny thing about it is that, like, when we go back home, everybody knows it, you know, because mm-hmm. so, it's so small. So, like, this might end up on, on, like, uh, the, <laughs> the the radio station 104.5 <laughs> yeah. out oh, there, you gosh. know, i that thing played over and over again. But, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. You
3: mentioned they're tight. Uh, I had a couple conversations with Colonel yeah. Thompson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, I think it's so cool that, Chief Thompson has a uh, colonel brother, and he said, uh, I actually think the opposite. I think it's so cool that I have a chief brother yeah. Yeah. on the other yeah. side. So, I see a lot
2: of admiration there. It's pretty yeah. cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. What kind of stuff did y'all get into growing up? Real? <laughs> you would ask something like yeah, that. Yeah, see being, if there's like, any dirt out there. Right? Oh,
1: man, the dead bodies are still buried, sir. Like so. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, man, just saying, like, we were athletes. We, you know, small town, we ran track, we played football, mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, of course, we did the twin thing when people didn't understand identical twin stuff, like switching classes, trying to, you know, have <laughs> teachers out there like, "Yo, which one are you, Carrie or Gary?" You know, um, and then, uh, you know, and uh, nothing insane that I think I want to put on a podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, like, let's just say we had our fair share that had to, where our parents had to rain us in, saying like, "Hey, you two cats." Y'all gotta cut this off. Like y'all gotta cut it out, you know. So I bet. Yeah,
2: same stuff. Well, it sounds like y'all had we've talked about in our very first podcast, we talked about sports growing up. And mm-hmm. It was really influential in my life. Yeah. It, it absolutely instilled some things and set some paths and conditions that mm-hmm. I, I, I'm convinced in my pa- my path I would not have been successful without mm-hmm. it. But what sports do you play? I play baseball, football, mm-hmm. oh, wrestling.
1: Geez, so you're busy the whole year, Everything. A little, bit of everything, little mm-hmm. bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. yeah Come on awesome. and do some combatives with the with the defenders. I keep when yeah, as soon as y'all in. get them get yeah.
2: them back out there, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's that's awesome. Y'all mm. y'all grew up.
1: What about you? Sports, you too?
3: I played sports later in my life. Yeah. Uh, I played eighth grade, I played football mm. and basketball. Mm. Um basketball? It's actually pretty good for yeah. being five seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but got older and really I'm the guy that hustles. Mm. So that's why long distance running yeah. uh, became the perfect sport for me. Mm. I'm mean, I'm willing to suffer and low and, I mean uh, being slow. That's the perfect. Uh, he is not slow. No, at all. You know that. Like too. not
1: at all. Yeah, I was out on the track one day on a Sunday. I was like, okay, this is going to be my long day. I'm doing four miles, and I think he lapped me about like six times. And I was trying to do four <laughs> miles. I was like, man, this sucks so bad. Yeah, but, no, didn't even say hi or anything. Just kept running. Just, like, focused. I waved a couple times. Yeah.
2: So he's debriefing right now. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I apologize, Chief. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> So you did some sports and do you think that helped you in your path to the air force
1: i do like it made it
2: i was just having this conversation. it's crazy you ask that. i was just having this conversation
1: with my commander about it mm-hmm. like uh then like it seemed like for certain career fields they recruited that type of person the person that you know we're, we're used to the suffering as you say chief and you know the person that was like fine with teams and yeah i think it no kidding when i got into basic training it wasn't it wasn't that difficult physically for me you know um yeah, I really, and especially when I got into security forces, it was uh, something that I was glad that I went through, you know, mm-hmm. prior to, you know, because you saw people struggle through different things that probably wouldn't have struggled through if they had, you know, went those did those sorts of things, you know. Yeah. And so I know it did, yeah.
0: So for somebody who was chasing a girl when you joined I knew I shouldn't <laughs> <say>. <laughs> yeah. and going into security forces what made you stay in and ultimately be be a lifer you know wow
1: lifer yeah that's so final right um well actually uh, i didn't have that sort of uh you know i didn't have that sort of idea to stay in as a lifer i actually separated you know i was in about uh, eight and a half years i was a staff sergeant you know, uh, it was high of OEF, OIF, as you know, deployments were through the roof and, you know, security forces, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do in my life. So I actually, uh, separated. I went the reserves. I retrained. I was a calm troop in, uh, reserves up in Niagara Falls, Air reserve station. And, uh, but it just, you know, that defender was in me, you know, it was, uh, I was a little longer in the tooth <laughs> at that point. And, um, you know, I had, I had some people say some choice words to me about like what not to do in come because I was a prior defender, you know, so, uh, rubbed me a little wrong way it pushed me back into this and uh so i really wanted to like after i came back in i said you know what all right i'll come back in active duty as security force and i became a military working dog handler and i was like you can't beat it i mean yeah. you got a dog with you every day like i mean you never have a bad day when you can just like you know grab your dog and just walk you know yep. so yeah and after i did that i just i was all in at that point you know i had seen it you know i was active duty for a while i was able to get out and i saw the civilian side you know as a reservist but you're really you know, i was a traditional reservist so you know one week a month type thing and, yeah when i saw the you know on the outside like just the civilian sector, i wasn't ready for it you know I, I wasn't ready for it you know um so when i came back in i told myself i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it the right way let's go yep. you know and yeah and i, I was all in man and um yeah. yeah it was uh and then when i came back in i just saw uh, you know i had a couple of goals that i set i said i want to be a uh security forces flight chief. I wanted to be a, a master sergeant, you know, cause I had a master sergeant that was really influential in my career. And I said, I want to do that. I want to be able to, you know, take these troops. I want to be able to like, show these troops a credible leader. I want, you know, and, uh, all because of that one master sergeant and, uh, you know, uh, God rest his soul, uh, Gregory Turgeon, he, uh, passed about, we kept up for a while, but he passed about maybe five years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. So uh, I had a, had a pretty rough, uh, rough life after he had got out. But, um, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I want to do that. And then as you progress, you start seeing, like, the scope of influence you can have in different type of positions. Yep. And I saw a senior master sergeant, and I said, you know what? The senior master sergeant is like the flight chief of the flight chief, so I want to be that guy, you know, and, uh, you know? And I was able to hit that mark. And as I'm a senior master sergeant, I'm like, all right, cool. And then I saw a chief, and I was like, oh, man, it's like he had – his name was Ben Reynolds. He had an orange aura around him. Like, every time I looked at him, he had that aura. I was like, oh, man, this guy, like, he commands a room when he goes in there and, like, You know, I said, man, like, if there's anything I want to do, I want to, you know, so I just saw those leaders that I kept wanting to, you know, know, model myself after, you know, and uh, it just made me continue to push, and and here I am right here.
0: You must have read my mind, because I was literally going to ask you, you know, about becoming master and then oh, yeah. senior
1: and then chief.
0: Yeah, yeah I and saw your notes. I, I had it. I had it there, and I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" That's a good cop right there. He yeah. Only, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, cheat like, a little bit. Look your notes. Some the interview notes. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious if your leadership philosophy changed, and how it changed as you went from master to
1: senior to chief. Oh man. um not at all. Like, uh, it was all because I, I, I talked to you about that one flight chief I had, sure. and it was the give-a-damn factor that he had. And I mean, I just, man, um, I, I really believe, like, if you just give a damn, like, you know, you care about the people, the people you're around. The people are the people who's going to get this done. They're the ones going to get it done. And you really got to, in your heart of heart, care, mm-hmm. you know, about their well-being. Um, and so, no, like, uh, it hadn't changed since then, you know. Um, it was a couple of nuances, like, uh, that I had to realize, that, like, sometimes caring for them. You had to cut them loose, you had to let them go, you had to push them out, and, you know, you had to hold them accountable for certain things. You know, I'm sorry for hitting the table. You know? oh, you're fine, hey, yeah, passion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah what makes you special. like, yeah, man. And, and like, uh, and I, if it was anything that I did a little different that I had to think about a little bit differently, it was it. Like, hey, I think like Speedy always say, you got to feed them the vegetables sometimes, you know, and, <laughs> and man, like holding them accountable to stuff, man. So, like, it was, uh, you know, of course, caring for them, but sometimes caring for them is saying, like, you know what, you're messing this up, man. Like, come over here. Let's 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 have a frank conversation. You know what? I don't believe this is for you. For you, we got to move in a different direction. You know. So that's about a uh, little bit of change I had with my philosophies.
2: That's really cool. I think that's one of the fundamental things that sets us apart as an organization mm-hmm. is the ability to do that and mm-hmm. understand that people need different things at different times. Roger. It's something yeah. that we've talked about, I think yeah. even on this podcast before is, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is a, what does a brand new airman need? What right. type of leadership do yeah. they need versus mm-hmm. you know somebody who's got maturity and experience under their belt? We have different yeah. levels amongst our airmen too. Yeah. But yeah. I think you're hitting on some, yeah. some really fundamental yeah. components yeah. on, on how yeah. we, you know, we, we use the word love from time to time and how we demonstrate that love is mm-hmm. matters. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not static yeah it's so, very so, dynamic yeah. so i gotta ask for mm. to
3: chief thompson mm. i mean you, you've had a lot of leadership experience mm. a lot of airmen mm. and we both know mm. well i have a touch and go with security forces I and mean, you've done this business for a very long time mm. well you had a touch and go and calm apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel, I, I feel yeah. like you've told me this before but yeah. i gotta i gotta ask uh, how do you balance um compassion with accountability even today
1: man that's a tough one um you know, like, my going in is always that, that first part, the compassion, you know. And I always try to think, like, you know, when you say accountability, I always try to think to myself, like, how can we make more airmen accountable as, a, as opposed to holding them accountable? You know, so, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, I really think about, like, you know what, making sure that those guys understand, like, hey, you have a part to play in this. You know, like, um, people are depending on you every day. And it's very simple. It's very easy for me to pass on that message because I'm so serious about it. You know, um, so I, I – I more so try to make sure that they know that they're accountable as opposed to holding them accountable you know so um you know and it's a it's a fine it's a fine line you walk man it's a fine line you walk um the uh and sometimes you get it wrong you know sometimes you miss and uh but you know you always you know want to defer to that compassion piece but man to make sure that they understand it like uh you must be more accountable you know as opposed to me having to hold them accountable it's time and place for it. I mm-hmm. do it. You know, we all do it. You know? Yeah. But I try to, I try to push them to be more accountable as opposed to holding them. Back. I don't <laughs> know if that even answers what you're asking, but like that's what I try to do. To yeah. So
3: it certainly gets to the essence of it, and I mean, it really what I took away from that is that uh, you believe in people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But you also believe in good order and discipline, and that's always <laughs> almost, a calculus. Now they're saying if you're going <laughs> to yeah. get it wrong. Get it wrong on the people side.
2: Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to ask. At some point, when this goes back to a question on previous podcasts that G4 has asked, when you were talking about your history of service and mm-hmm. how you joined for one reason mm-hmm. and then you found, and I think you kind of hit it right there in the middle when you came back as a military working dog, but you got to ask your, your question. <laughs> urban, you ready? Oh, I you got it. If you want, yeah. you I want do urban Jazz to see if you took
0: my debrief. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, back. I, I wrote it <laughs> down. So there's a difference between uh, the day you enlisted versus the day you joined.
1: <laughs> uh, man, uh, yeah. And it, for me, I think Colonel Baker already said it, like when I came back in that second uh time when I was out and I came back in, I was full in you know I was like, uh, man, I wasn't a chicken, I was a dog on I was the haul you know like uh, I don't know if you guys
3: that's there. that's that's uh." Uh, that makes sense coming from Arkansas. Who?
1: <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, Like, uh, you know, the chicken, like, they, they spitting out eggs, but they still rolling. But the hog is committed because it getting slaughtered and ham and eggs, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> like, I was I was committed at that point. I don't know if any of that makes sense to you guys, but, like, it, it's a commitment level. And when I came back in, I was so serious about it. Like, yeah. um, because, you know, um, as I said earlier, you know, heights are OEF, OIF, and folks are dependent on you, you know, so you have to, you have to really, like, you know, not take this thing for granted. Not just—it's not a game. Like America's business is for real, and uh, man, like it sets you apart from a lot of different people, man. And uh, like so, yeah. The day I joined, when I came back in, I was committed to this thing, man, and I'm still committed now. I'm still trying to hold up. You know, I saw Colonel Baker on the ruck this morning, like yeah. running past everybody. You know, no, I did ruck. not. Yeah, you did.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. We on our own, you, I think. Yeah, 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 me and cool. the LT. Yeah, you yeah. LT. Yeah.
3: Colonel Baker's yeah. a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky good athlete. Yeah. Uh, he he's, likes to play it off as uh, he's just one of the boys but uh, he's he uh, hangs in there and he's usually on the higher end of uh, more, more productivity st- more sneaky
2: than good uh, apparently uh, well, man <laughs> like uh i yeah. love getting out there uh, it's uh, when we can you know that's yeah. the hey i repped up with alt lt today yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. citadel team team citadel yeah, we did yeah. sure did mm-hmm.
3: it's good so debrief item for you um you mentioned you went to calm mm-hmm. and that kind of fell flat mm-hmm. for you you were staff certain then yes sir so Chief Thompson could go back with all the knowledge, growth, experience, back to calm in that uh, time and place. Do you think Chief Thompson could do well in that community?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still at the end of the day, it's people. You know, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was a little short-sighted. You know, uh, um, I'm pretty sure you guys can imagine as Security Forces NCO, I was very, like, very direct with, like, um, you know, the no-nonsense and, you know, I didn't understand like that nuanced, you know, leadership is very nuanced. As you were saying, like mm-hmm. levels to it is different as a senior NCO dealing with it. you know, and, and uh, you know, I wouldn't uh, I was not ready. I could tell you that right now, I wasn't ready at that time. So um as I sit right now, understanding it it's a different way to go about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd have been all over it, you know. Being cyber doing space stuff or something, I don't know. But I, mean, yeah, I think I so. Know. What do you think, sir? You think if you yeah. put him in
2: Com Squadron, you would be successful? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could pretty much plug in anywhere and I think he'd be successful because I think your, your mastery of the fundamentals are, and the and, and maturity and life experience that you bring to the table right now. is just kind of, it's, it's just so evident in yeah. the conversations that we're having. I wonder it made, I was thinking through when you talk about the evolution of that journey, was there, and, and this is a personal question, but we're on the podcast, but was, was there anything formative going on in your life that led to those changes? Oh man. Um,
1: yeah, like Yeah, um You know how it is when you overseas you're dealing with a lot of that stuff and uh man Um you know lost some real good friends and you know guys like as they transitioned out, you know, that you know didn't uh yeah didn't um transition well mm-hmm. you know and uh it was uh one of those things where Like, uh, I had to, you know, take a break, take a step back, you know, uh, take the proverbial knee, you know, and, um, yeah, so, yeah, life was, uh, life was giving me all it had, you know, uh, even when I was out, you know, I told you, I was, uh, I was active duty for like eight and a half years before I separated, and, uh, like, when I got out, I got out for all the wrong reasons, I was, you know, tired, fed up, and uh, so, like, while I was out for those two years, didn't have a job, I was, uh, no kidding, man, I was, (laughs) I was on food stamps, you know, social services, me and my son, um, and, uh, yeah, it really put a lot of stuff in perspective for me, you know, um, so, man, Colonel Baker, hell of a question, um, yeah, it put a lot of stuff in perspective for me, and, uh, it really, it really made me realize what's important in life, you know, how to prioritize what, what you actually, what you're actually doing with yourself, you know, what you're doing for your family, um, yeah, so, um. Yeah, I, I was going through I was going through a couple of struggles like you know a lot of people do in this thing. Um, I'm sure you two have your own struggles that y'all dealt with in various points of you guys' career. But yeah, I was uh, homeless for a little bit. You know, uh, got to you know I lived in some people's basements and yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was going through a couple of things. But it, it really made me like you know laser focused on let's get this back on. Let's let's go back in this thing and get it right. You know let's 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 do it for real this time it's not this is not a a plaything. this is people are depending on you you need this so yeah went through a couple of things yes
2: sir wow yeah that's a that's a that's a heck of a heck of a story Mm and i I think i appreciate your humility Mm -hmm. and sharing that you know a lot of i think a lot of people you you have this this presence about you that speaks to a lot of life experience good i mean that in a really good way that it it comes across as a lot of maturity and it comes across as um, somebody who has a perspective that's unique and that drives interest and you know from a person to to want to know more and and figure that out and i think a lot of people who have seen adversity in their life i think tend to relate in a little mm-hmm. bit of a different way mm-hmm. so sometimes sharing that story i, I think it's probably going to be really powerful for somebody that's out there mm-hmm. that yeah. um you know that there's a path and, it is, and it, like, it's it's not always it's not always easy no, you know, there's, not there's
1: just yeah. and this this is like just about almost therapeutic talking to you guys about yeah. this because so you know at certain levels like we don't get an opportunity to share. Nobody's asking the chief, like you know, what's going on with you. Nobody's asking the colonel, like what's happening. It's all about, like you know, that other one. So appreciate you asking those type of things. That, that, yeah, it's time to yeah.
3: rebrand the therapy, yeah. the therapeutic debrief. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah. I think we got yeah. we're on to something there. No, yeah,
1: like it, yeah, that one's uh, man. I was man. Just thinking about that, I hadn't thought about something like that.
3: Did, didn't we talk about it Saturday? I said yeah, you were layer. Yeah,
1: we talked about the layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I think you, you talked to Chief Thompson. He has, and I talk about presence a lot. Like he, I think he's the zenith of presence because you can tell right away he's he's dealt with adversity without yeah. even having to talk about it, and he's relatable. And I think any airman uh, from any walk of life, uh, especially our enlisted folks. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us come from some some backgrounds, mm-hmm. and, uh, and officers too as well. Yeah. But a lot of our ease uh, mm-hmm. definitely and. I think right away they can see relatability to you and mm-hmm. your story, mm-hmm. and they can trust your words because you walk the walk.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's thanks. powerful. Yeah, yes.
2: yeah, it really is. And you know, that's that. Sometimes we've talked about this idea of what what we've talked about before on the podcast, which mm. is lowering lowering the shield mm. kind of moments, and especially in your business that mm. you're in, yeah. it's really I think mm. particularly hard for defenders yeah. because of because of the roles and responsibilities Roger that, we that y'all sir. have yeah. so y'all have shields up almost all the time yeah. but you bring up a good point and it's it's not because anybody at this table feels sorry for ourselves yeah. at all yeah. but there's not a lot of opportunity yeah. for folks to yeah. to lower the shield yeah. sometimes and and you know we we have very important roles that Roger. we fill and yeah you know, important jobs Mm -hmm. across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a time and a place. But I mean, I think this is probably a time and a place that could be helpful to a lot of people because this will get captured and somebody will somebody listen to it and um,
1: it for anything, It definitely made me feel good, you know, just to like talk that through. Man, if it is somebody out there that's got those type of things going on, if it's one thing I can say to them is just hey, man, just keep your feet moving. You know, like don't get stagnant, you know, um, you know, keep pushing yourself, reach out to folks. Like man, like um so like you were talking about earlier with my brother and how close we are, like that was my man, you know. Um that was the guy, you know, he was always asking like what's next, what you doing, what's next, mm-hmm. you know? Um and uh, you know, he he really helped me out of a dark place. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, who helped you me. help help get you through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, man, that dude, man, like yeah, I hope you don't listen to this, but yeah, he's cool. He's <laughs> he's alright guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep your feet moving. Keep when he hears uh, this, he's gonna say, "I knew it." Yeah, like, oh, yeah, he never told me that. <laughs> hey, I, just
3: going off script here for a second, um, and and we haven't done this to any previous folks, just because you're a chief and you you've mentored quite a few uh, airmen, leaders, mm-hmm. officers, uh, which are leaders too. But um, what's your what's one of your feel good stories? Like, uh, yeah. I rebuilt an airman, or you helped somebody through a tough spot.
1: Oh man, um, so while I was in um. While I was in in um, Jay Bear, I was uh, previous to this assignment. I was in Minot. Previous to Minot, I was in Alaska, j Bear. And man, I had a, a kid, like man, and he was doing like all the wrong stuff for all the right reasons. You know, like uh, you know, he was using his government travel card to go buy his kid diapers. You know, like wrong thing to do, but for the right, re- you know, um, that type of deal. And like uh, you know, sometimes things comes across across your desk, and you like, you know, you looking like, all right what are we going to do with this one and not even thinking about the person behind it you know man and this kid like uh finally got to talk to him the dude he was living out of a travel trailer in Alaska this is like October November going into like crazy season I was like man where is your supervisor like where's your flight like and at this point in time I'm a senior master sergeant you know and so just to take the time like and this kid and he was telling me I think he tried to hit me in the heart he was telling me like hey I want to be a dog handler I'm like Hey, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he just saying, you know, you know how they pull on those stream, say something to you like, okay, you're just trying to put, but he was so serious about it. So it was, um, so man, Pfeiffer, I'm sorry, not Pfeiffer, Peterson, but actually calling Patterson, like in the way it was spelled, it was weird. But um, yeah, he, uh, so just helping that kid like, hey man, you understand like, there's plenty of base housing on here. You don't have to live in this travel trailer that you renting for like whatever you know uh hey man like uh you want to be a dog and a way to do it you, you hadn't said that to your supervisors and no kidding like so um got the guy straightened out and then it was just he was the only one I, I really just thought about because he after he graduated uh military working dog school he actually reached back out to me and was like hey chief hey I just wanted to let you know like all this stuff you know and I made it and you know it was uh and so he did a whole little like uh they do in, and he was in um after he became a dog handler, he went to ALS, and that's when he actually reached out to me because he wanted to talk about like uh, our relationship and that type of deal. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah man. Like, uh, yeah, man. I hope he. Uh, is fact, he, I'm is he still sure out there? Yeah. Oh yeah, it? yeah. He was uh, last I knew he was down in uh, I think it was Joint Base San Antonio. He was down in South Texas. Yeah. I think Joint Base San Antonio then. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna make sure he hears this. But like, yeah, he he yeah. really uh, he really did something to me when I, I saw him. Like, just some, when you took an interest in him. You know, and then uh, you know, got him on the right path. Made sure he's like supervision understood which way to go with it. And, yeah, now I,
3: like I feel like those are the stories that that keep oh keep man. us keep us in service. Now, like yeah. when you hear that, you're like, we're making a difference. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, it feels good. Like the people, you know. That's yeah, I think those are the that's the growing airman component. And yeah. I can't I can't think of anything that component. is uh, yeah. more powerful than no. that. That you know, know. know, to to see somebody thrive and succeed is yeah. just really yeah. It's just really, really special. So, yes, yeah. yeah. man, man, these fishy guys
1: are bringing up yeah. all sorts of memories. Yeah, you know? yeah we yeah, got the, the debrief. This is, up, deep this deep is deep deep. the
2: fourth one. We're not man. rookies anymore. Is, we got, we <laughs> got all kinds <laughs> of uh, Jansy and And by the way, got, to our, got, our, it's our it's listeners, his coffee cup is here. here. I was talking about his coffee cup. Have you seen you have to show Chief Thompson? Yeah, I showed him through. You did a little bit of home right there. See, we've even improved that now. He does it before the show. Yeah, yeah, make the best
0: use of the time. But, um, you mentioned you've been deployed several times yeah. do you have any let, let's call it happy or just fun stories that are appropriate
1: for the podcast <laughs> no. to Share oh, <laughs> great <laughs> just, <laughs> great disclaimer yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the for the podcast <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: oh man like um you know uh, I was deployed my very first no my second deployment um I was deployed during uh during nine eleven in Kuwait I was in uh you know it's not it's not bad I promise you um mm-hmm. but like um used to be able to travel off base over there like when you're deployed in that but uh then of course after 9/11 lockdown and all that and i just remember uh like uh the guys <laughs> when um everything the dust settled and everything and then uh i remember guys coming back like hey hey cuz uh, i was an nco at the time and it was like uh, you could drive off base and I was like hey sergeant thompson we can't go off base i'm like are you are you sure and i had to have like a like a hour long conversation with this kid about going off base come to find out like the dude had like a wife downtown that ended up getting like left outside the fence or whatever. That we had to like get flown back to the states, and it was I was like, man, what are you thinking, man? Like, uh, but it, I thought that was pretty funny afterwards. But it sounds pretty serious. But like, yeah, he had a, uh, I was, I couldn't believe it, man. Like he had a wife over there who was going to visit every weekend off base, <laughs> and then if nine eleven happens, and then she's stuck down there in a the hotel, I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah, so I don't know if that's funny or not, but it was funny to me afterwards. Like, man, you almost like. Got your wife locked up in Kuwait, man. Like, <laughs> no. no, that's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to uh, touch base on, and we we kind of touched on like hard decisions, but I wanted to ask you if there were ever any hard decisions you had to make as a leader uh, that have you know really made an impression on decisions after that. Mm. you know that you had to really consider oh this event happened well how would you change how should i change uh my philosophy in the future the way i make these decisions in the future
1: yeah um yeah it was man it was here like uh when i had to give advice to my commander on like that you know showing that love like that uh that hard love and uh to where we had to move on from uh uh, move on from uh, some things and like uh, that was a hard one, I mean, to where like, you know, that decision was so hard, man. Like I wasn't sleeping, you know, um, afterwards, uh, but it was what was needed. And so, you know, we had to make the hard call and it, it was made. Um, and if it was one thing that I looked back on, and I actually had this conversation with my commander earlier. You know, if it was one thing I would look back on, I wish I would have had been better at communication. Like believe it or not, like I, you guys, you were saying presence or what? Like I'm a terrible communicator. Like, um, for my first like three or four years in the military as a security force man was, I didn't even talk on the radio. Like I got asked one time, like, Hey man, are you mute? Like, cause I didn't, mm. I didn't speak, you know, until spoken to that type of deal, you know? So, um, it's very hard for me to, commu- it takes a lot of energy for me to communicate. And I just wish I would have had better communication, better relationships, uh, prior to, uh, uh, making that decision. But, uh, you know, the decision at the end of the day was always the right one, was the right one, you know, um, could have had gone about a little bit different, like, yeah, communication loss, you know, I was very matter of fact, you know, like, this
2: is this is what needs to happen. This is why it needs to happen. Um, I, you just you just captured the essence of the whole podcast, the whole yeah. debrief piece right. is, which, which is when we actually started this, like the very first thing we mm-hmm. did was, mm-hmm. I think, look up the definition of debrief and mm-hmm. it's like, figure out what happened, mm-hmm. why it happened and how it can improve it for next time. Yeah. So I think you just yeah. like, yeah. Totally yeah, encapsulated yeah. it. Like it's my story.
1: my OODA loop you know. My yeah. orient observe deciding act, but now it's just understand understand the side and act. You know, try to throw communication in there somewhere. You know, I'll say your public mm-hmm. speaking is on point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, when you have an ops uh, operations group squadron commander by name requests you to do the next ALS class just so he can hear you speak yeah. one last time. <laughs> Uh, At yeah. the graduation dinner, yeah. that, that I
1: think that says something. Man, those things do it for me. I don't know about you guys, but like, yeah, man, I, I just you know, young impression. I just want to make sure they understand. Like, hey guys, like this is serious business, you know. Um, <laughs> and and and, oh, and <laughs> he
2: wants to brag about the volleyball game. You a bit. <laughs> are so correct. Yep,
1: uh, I think we're uh, twenty two and 0, 22 and one maybe. I can't I can't remember. I, I, yeah. I still have
2: not. There has been no follow up from my. Yep implicit no, my explicit challenge yep. to get the Eagles out there mm-hmm. with the Chiefs mm-hmm. for some volleyball. You know um, but I understand you got to do the airmen versus Chiefs and mm-hmm. y'all need to keep that mm-hmm. keep the integrity on it. Right. But it's still the offer still stands. Hey sir that uh if y'all wanna call the Eagles out there, mm-hmm. we ha- we have to augment with some some O fives. to get some Lieutenant Colonels in there. They may or may not be good. They'll probably be good. <laughs> and see what
1: happens <laughs> man i remember talking to colonel rattan about it after that, that day that you <laughs> threw that out there and she looked up at chief swain and this is colonel rattan five foot i don't even know <laughs> but in chief swain's six foot go figure you know and uh and man colonel rattan looked at him and was like this is not happening uh, <laughs> if, if, if you guys can imagine her she has a strong boston accent yes yeah oh my god it was hilarious and uh yeah. She'd be great out yeah. there.
2: She'd she'd yeah. be digging yeah. digging them all over oh, the place. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I'm
1: a little hurt. I feel like we
3: were representing all 40 year olds mm-hmm. at this game. Not just Chiefs. <laughs> we were vicariously. Like, oh, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm taking the dollars.
2: side <laughs> of the airmen. Y'all beat up on the airmen. Y'all throw the gauntlet down on them. Y'all are the reigning champion. So I'm rooting for the underdogs. Um I'm I I it plays out every time. Y'all y'all get up there and you take your trophy and mm-hmm. yep. and I defend the airmen mm-hmm. just it's just the way it works. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe yeah. this next class will yeah.
1: we've got a game Maybe on this... Monday.
2: Yeah. Y'all got practice, don't you?
1: Mm-hmm. No. Not at all. Just show up. Yep. Suspicious. Make it happen. Yep. Yep. We get out of bed like this. Right?
2: Yeah. Like <laughs> no practice for this. This is excellence. <laughs> excellence walking. Yeah. Well the the yeah, I agree with the the ALS ALSs are just yeah. they're mag their yeah. magical magical moments. Yeah. time to yeah. reflect I, and connect a little bit. Yeah. I would have loved to've done that
1: last one. I, man, um it's just I don't know about you. You guys get to speak a lot. You guys get like I mean like I mean. But I don't I don't get those sort of opportunities. So when I do, like man, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to represent. Yeah. Respect for the chiefs for senior leaders on yeah. base man. I'm going to rep man and uh, and I'm so serious about those guys understanding like how important of a, of a of a of a of a task that they just accomplished. You know, first line supervisor. I know we've all had had one of those very influential. Ones, yeah. So. I want them
2: to feel it from me. Yeah, it's like you don't want to leave anything on the not table. Not at all. You know? Yeah,
3: I mean, most critical position in the Air Force, that frontline supervisor. Oh, the backbone. Our staff sergeants—that's yeah. that's who our yeah. airmen that just joined, their first three or four years, impressionable mind, mm-hmm. malleable. Yeah, that's there you go. They don't stay for the chiefs. Yeah. I think they yeah. stay for their the quality of mm-hmm. uh, leadership and training they're getting from that frontline supervisor. Yeah. That's so like, you I, I hear you about with
2: your squad leader, mm-hmm. and like you were yeah. you were just hitting on a little bit. Like I think too that. A supervisor that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Man, it it'll make
1: or break a unit, you know, mm-hmm. like those guys and I know the Air Force is coming out with a lot of different stuff to, to help super, those those frontline supervisors yeah. out, but like it just starts again. If I could circle back with that, just gotta give a
2: damn about those guys. And,
1: mm-hmm. You know, you
2: really gotta care about the yeah. person, you know. Yeah. Understand it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's one thing to say it, it's another yep. to display it. To, True. To really, Truth t- yeah. to, to really back it up. And I think there's 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 a lot of folks who are very well-intentioned to mean it and are mm-hmm. sincere right about on. it. Yeah. It's sometimes just hard to actually demonstrate that to yeah. our airmen. You know? And that's mm-hmm. why I think to your point, like what he's talking about is not leaving it on the field when you have the opportunity to interact and yeah. engage with them.
1: Yeah. It's like uh, um, it's for security forces, like, you know, all day long, those guys, they'll just sit out there on the fight line, you know, going about their day-to-day. But when that one time that we need those guys to hit it, you need to be on it, you know? So you, those opportunities don't come that often. So when you do have that opportunity, it's time to play ball, you know? So the opportunities that you guys give me to do something like that, it's time to play ball, you know? Um, so, man, i love that. Right. Yeah. 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 Even though, uh, you play, you play playing a lot. I don't think uh-huh. you were here. No, and I'm gonna
3: miss next week too.
1: Are you? I'll be on oh, uh I'll we'll
3: okay. go to the Air Force Academy graduation right. next week, right. okay. which I'm excited for, but yeah.
2: He's, uh, he's getting a second salute up there. Aren't you Yeah, I think be? that's the plan. Yeah, mm. what yeah. is the second
1: salute?
3: Yes, yeah, this uh, Michaela Becker, Lieutenant Becker. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. she's about to graduate there, Force Academy, and mm-hmm. uh, her, her father, my one of my best buddies, Brad Becker, mm-hmm. he'll be her first salute, retired first sergeant. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna be the second salute because mm-hmm. there are other family members going to with mm-hmm. some service, but yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. flattering.
1: Nice. It's yeah, those things feel good, right? Like you know, just. And I, I remember I did a first salute with uh down at OTS with a troop, you know. Where I said like one thing that I wanted to accomplish, I wanted to do a, a, a OTS package for a guy, and I, I did one for his name's Kyle Grant. He's a uh, spurt, second lieutenant still, but uh, undergraduate pilot training out in South Carolina, Shaw, I believe. Him and his wife Whitney, and uh, like I got to give my first salute. Man, it was so cool to go down there. Oh, well, he was one of your airmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. What an a, a honor! What an yeah. honor that is. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's and incredible. I was. Traveling in between uh, PCSs, and he called him. Was like, "Hey, senior, senior at the time. Like, I'm about to uh, uh, commission OTS. Like, what are you doing? Like, I want to get my first salute to you. Get my first salute from you, you know. And I didn't even get to do that with my brother when he went OTS. Mm-hmm. I was deployed, you know. And uh, yeah, he, Um, but uh, that was the first time I got to do that, man. And man, it's nothing like it, man, you know. Like, uh, and I got to, you know, give me chills thinking about it. But like for the longest time, you know, he's Staff Sergeant senior, and he says. You know, he's steady calling me, you know, senior and you know, sergeant. At This point in time, I got to salute and call him sir. Like yeah. that did something to me. You know, yeah. like uh, salute and say sir to him. You know, uh, that's powerful. So uh, yeah, it powerful. was, uh, yeah, it was, it was something. Chance, have
3: you had a joke. first salute? It's, it's always, it's no. some of this luck of the draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had my first mm-hmm. salute as a chief uh, mm-hmm. when I was going through sensor operator school down at Randolph Air Force Base. A uh, lieutenant was walking by, and I think we we're inside, and he said uh chief would you mind coming out and mm-hmm. be my first salute and it gave me instantly gave me the chills yeah. i said absolutely went right. out there mm-hmm. s- uh, snapped mm-hmm. him a sharp salute he mm-hmm. sent me back and um he coined me he
1: gave me his uh <laughs> the dollar yes yeah, the silver the silver dollar. Dollar. Yeah. yeah and it's got his name on it like i just looked at mine and, and i was yeah.
3: extremely grateful i think i gave him whatever coin i had right, uh, right. so sorry for the previous commander that gave me the, uh, <laughs> their coin i i promised i put it to good use uh. but I remember you telling gifted it. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Uh, Debrief oh. fighter for me. I always have some cheap coins to, <laughs> uh, to give these young LTs. But uh, what I was most impressed with was not the silver dollar. It was his, his exuberance and like just zest for life. And I said, Sir, more than you giving me this coin, I appreciate your attitude. So we're wrapping up, uh, wrapping
0: up the podcast, uh, and chief thompson i i really want to just let you have your moment uh give you your closing comments any anything you would uh, you'd like to add uh just to finish finish it off today
1: um man like first off you know the obligatory got to a, a thanks to the command team for inviting me out for this one um and uh i, I hope i can convey my message well with, with with everyone but um man if it's anything i could say to you guys if, if you're wondering about you know you know you asked the question about leadership philosophies and, and all those sorts of things and man uh like uh one of the biggest things i, I will tell a few things i'll tell you guys is like your attitude man it means everything like um you know sometimes you just can't control how things happen to you right like i couldn't control like some of the stuff that happens to me like but you can't control how you react to things man i, I think that's been said a lot but man it, it is it is so profound to understand like how much you really can do yourself just by having a great attitude about things, and then uh, in comfort zone, like don't be scared to try nothing. You know, don't don't be don't be scared to try. You know, um, sometimes you make a mistake and you have to get up and like get dusted off by your command chief and say like, hey man, you missed the mark on that one. Let's get back at it. But don't be scared to try, cause man, folks are just sitting in their comfort zone all day long. And like uh, I think I. Was, I was talking about you one time. I was like, uh, man, Flores, uh, Chief Flores was here. Like, I would say something like, you know, if uh, you, you steady just run a 10-minute mile, you'll never get better, you know? Like, uh, so you, know, you got to get outside that comfort zone and push yourself, man. So, uh, um, yeah, so those two things r- really mean a lot to me. Like, always always having the guts to try something different, getting outside of your comfort zone and having a good attitude about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, um, man, those are my big, big things that I want to make sure everybody understand, you know? um
0: and uh let i mean just before i go over to the command team for their closing comments mm-hmm. any shout outs you want to give hey i got
1: man i would be remiss if i didn't give a shout out to my number one fan well my wife chief master sergeant kristen thompson yeah me, chief master sergeant thompson uh, hey, said, the, hey the team. the original pegasus chief there it is yeah. yep started it out Jesus. yeah yeah uh, big shout out to the wife she's my, my number one supporter i'm her number one fan as well and um, like, you know, you got to have a good wing, man. And then, of course, like, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Gary Q. He just took his first command. I don't know if I told you guys. Mm-hmm. He just took his first command uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe about a month ago or so down there at Warner Robins, Georgia. Yeah, So uh, a yeah, big shout-out to him. Um, yeah, hey, hey, Gary, if you're listening, man, hey, hey, uh, get ready. I'm coming down there in about a week or so, man, fire up the grill. Like, we smoke meats and all that other stuff and, like, talk about <laughs> who's the best at that. But, like, yeah, I'll be waiting on those ribs, man. Yeah, but, yeah. Huge shout out to those guys. And of course, like, while I got the mic, my family, man, my my mom, dad, like, uh, I don't get an opportunity to say, you know, much about them too, but man, God, man, um, like, I don't think they understand how much they did for my brother and I. Um, Yeah, so mom, dad, if you guys listening, man, I just want to pass on my appreciation for how y'all brought us up and what y'all continue to do for our family, man. So, like, yeah,
2: thanks for asking that. Like, yeah, huge shout out to those guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be proud of you. You're going to have a lot of proud people in yeah. in Arkansas yeah. and in your family too. That's pretty clear.
3: You know, so our our viewers, our listeners, sorry, are, are pretty savvy. I'm sure they're like wondering, did we skip a tier, right? Yeah, because yeah. we went airman NCO. She's it was a technically test. <laughs> our senior NCO corps, but uh, there's we a reason why we went all the way up. Uh, yeah. Chief Thompson. I mean, yeah. we've known him for almost a year, but he's leaving us uh, to to different pastures i want to say greener different pastures yeah. <laughs> down to maxwell um, and handle business down there but we could not have let them leave without being on the podcast and and i can spot off a whole bunch of things but i think you you a lot of folks will be able to walk away with a ton of superlatives just by hearing uh your story and your leadership philosophy and some of the things you stand for i think that's gonna be powerful enough for them to hear so thank you uh chief brother Cool. Uh, for delivering as as we knew you would uh, on this and I'm sure a lot of people are going to walk away with a lot of good things from this
2: yeah, I think so too i I think it's gonna really come through in the podcast the the presence you have the life experiences you have the adversity that you've been through yeah. it's remarkable where you're at and the way you lead airmen it puts you in a very special place to lead from a from a very special place yeah. so yeah this has been this has been Perfect to to go right to the chief. We went senior NCO corps, but yeah, we had to get you in here before you go wheels up and get down to Maxwell. But we we appreciate you. We appreciate what the, what the defenders bring to the fight. You know, this guy's lived it. Um, I've had the privilege to to lead some of y'all before, but every day from from me to y'all and from us to y'all is is a privilege to serve with y'all here and. It's been pretty clear throughout the whole this whole podcast is that's where your heart's at. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're serving your team and
1: man, I'm all in, sir. You're all like in, a, uh,
2: and and yeah. the airmen recognize that, and and that's what they'll. They'll probably follow you to hell and back.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So that's right. why we
2: pulled you up yeah. there and count us
3: in too. I yeah. think Airman Jantz is thinking about putting in a cross-training <laughs> package to be a defender. Yep. Maxwell, like, I want leaders yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, so. we'll, see. Yeah, let's, we'll see. Let's bring it, man. Yeah. Make I know, sure you hydrate.
0: I know, I know Altus is uh, definitely losing a good chief, and Maxwell so, yeah. is gaining a, a great one. Uh, so, uh, again, I don't think we can preach it enough. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm for coming on and sharing with us your life experience and your stories um we, just thank you, thank you you know and and best of luck at maxwell safe travels um and thanks command team as always uh i think that is a wrap for episode four number four in the of books the debrief podcast uh, thanks guys
2: cool. you're here thanks, cool man. thanks man. All right.